The third eye is an incredibly powerful chakra, but it's also hyped up a lot in spirituality circles, leading people sometimes to focus too much on it or to use questionable practices that can lead to severe imbalances in their third eye. In this video, you're going to discover what the third eye really is and some fun facts about it that you may not be aware of. Then we're going to go over the top four tips on how to open your third eye in a balanced and grounded way. And then I'll share three symptoms or signs to look out for when your third eye starts opening. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share tips and advice that you won't find here on YouTube. On to part one of the video. What is the third eye? <laughs> All right. So the third eye is your sixth chakra. It's located here in the middle of the forehead, right between your eyebrows above your, the no, the bridge of the nose. Okay. So that's the, the sixth chakra in the seven chakra system, right? There are more chakras. I've talked about that before. I'll get into the, I'll get into the extended chakras in another video, but this, this third eye is the sixth chakra in the main seven chakra system. Uh, here's a picture of, of that chakra system, just so you can see how those chakras play out. Uh, the, the third eye is the sixth one. So almost the last one, the last one's here, the seventh chakra, the crown chakra. And so the third eye or Ajna, as it's called in yogic tradition in India, this third eye is responsible for inner vision. Okay. It's purple in color or indigo, a deeper purple. Um, it's indigo in color and it essentially gives you inner vision. That's one of the characteristics. All right. So this third eye, if you can think of your physical eyes as being projected outward. So your physical eyes look around and see things out there. Your third eye sort of has this cool 360 view in all directions because your third eye can look out but it can also look in. Okay. Your physical eyes, you can't flip your physical eyes backwards to look in. All right. But the third eye does that. The third eye is responsible for inner vision. It's responsible also for a higher perspective. Okay. So the third eye does this really cool thing. The third eye can connect to what's known as super consciousness. All right. So that means that the third eye is capable of looking beyond the regular everyday consciousness that exists down here. The conscious, the human consciousness of subject and object split, what's called the subject and object split. So the me and the world, okay. The me, the observer, the subject looking out on separate things and people out there. Okay. That subject object split is one way of seeing it's one level of consciousness down here on earth, but the third eye can go way above that, that separation consciousness. It can go way above the subject object split. And it can tap into what's known as super consciousness. Super consciousness is the consciousness that is beyond the eye. 
Okay. So whenever your human self can shed its identity, shed its eye, shed its illusion of seeing itself as separate from the world, that's, that's up in the super consciousness level. And the third eye can tap into that super consciousness level very easily. Okay. So you can see the third eye is not only good at looking inward at having a higher perspective, inner vision, higher perspective, broader perspective, but it can also go way, way, way. It can, it can, it can magnify out way, way, uh, all the way up to, you can think of an Eagle. It goes all the way up to imagine an Eagle just hovering, hovering high up in the sky. Okay. That's the perspective that this third eye can give you. It, it can go, it can zoom out and see life from a perspective that the human mind cannot see. This third eye also has the uncanny ability to see the truth. <laughs> okay. Not just see the truth out there, but see the truth in here. Cause remember 360 view this third eye has, so it can see just as well inside as it can outside. Okay. And so this seeing the truth means that the third eye can spot when you're lying to yourself, <laughs> it can spot with when other are lying or not living in their truth, but it can also spot when you're lying to yourself and not living in your truth. Okay. So the third eye is very good at seeing the truth and wanting to stand in truth. Um, one of my favorite uh, teachers on the chakras is, uh, the Indian mystic, uh, Sadhguru. And he has a beautiful way of seeing the third eye. And he says that, that the third eye gives you clarity of vision. I, I love this way of looking at the third eye. It gives you clarity of vision. So, and in these words, what he's meaning, it's you can see clearly, but you can see clearly way beyond the physical eyes. Okay. So, so that's, that's a great way also of looking at the third eye chakra, seeing clearly clarity of vision beyond the physical eyes. Now onto part two of the video, some fun facts about the third eye. <laughs> now that I've given you a general look at what the third eye is, I want to go deeper and give you some fun facts. Some of them you not, may not know about the third eye. I'm going to give you seven of them. And the first one I want to talk about is something that I see a lot in spirituality circles, and it can cause a lot of problems when working with the third eye. All right. And so first fun fact is that this is an overestimated chakras, <laughs> an overestimated chakra. Okay. So, and, and I know that this can be a bit controversial to say because there aren't really some chakras that are better than others. That's not what I mean. But what I mean by saying that this is an overestimated chakra, even though this may seem controversial is that this chakra has been focused on sometimes excessively in spirituality circles. And the reason that this has happened is because we've been in mind dominance for a really long time. I would say hundreds of years. We've been in mind dominance, giving primary uh, value to the mind, especially since enlightenment. Okay. Especially, especially since, uh, since that enlightenment phase that started in Europe. All right. So as soon as we started to give 
uh, primary focus to the mind, the third eye then be began to be focused on more because the third eye is the chakra that's connected with the mind, that's connected with the brain. All right. And so that chakra started to be overemphasized and this led to a lot of problems. And still, we still have a lot of problems in spirituality circles with this kind of hyping up of the third eye, because what ends up happening, and I'm going to talk about this further in this video, but what ends up happening when we overemphasize or overestimate this chakra is that a lot of times people end up focusing on the chakra on this third eye too much, and they don't work the other chakras that are really important before you start getting up here in the third eye. And then what happens is they get totally imbalanced in their third eye. All right. Now I don't want to say with this, that the third eye isn't important and the third eye isn't powerful. That's not the case at all. The third eye is an extremely powerful chakra. That's why you need to open and work with it responsibly. <laughs> okay. And that's why this work needs to be done, not from an egocentric mind centered perspective. Okay. The reason that this, that this, uh, third eye sometimes is overestimated in spirituality circles is because a lot, I'm going to talk about this too, in a little bit, the, the third eye is responsible for some interesting gifts or talents. And those gifts and talents have been a little bit overemphasized. And so again, we focus way up our energy way up in the mind. And if we don't do this in a grounded way, we can end up with an imbalanced third, third eye chakra that can lead to a lot of problems in our lives. All right. So this is the first fun fact. This is an overestimated chakra. In my opinion, it's too hyped up and being too hyped up in spirituality circles. I mean, I've seen videos and articles saying, you know, Hey, just do this and, and, you know, instantly open your third eye chakra right now. <laughs> well, this can be a little bit problematic because if you don't have the prep work going on, you can actually cause a little bit of an imbalance in this third eye chakra. I don't want to scare you because it's not, you know, it's not anything earth shattering. But the point that I wanted to leave here is it's important for us to start draining our energy, grounding our energy further down in the system so that we can then use the third eye in a responsible and grounded way. And we don't imbalance it. Okay. So there's fun fact. Number one, fun fact. Number two is that the third eye is connected to the deep brain. Okay. Specifically to a little structure called the pineal gland or the pineal gland which is a little P shaped structure, really deep, deep in your brain. And this little structure from a scientific perspective, science doesn't know that much about it, but science does know that the pineal gland is very important in waking and sleep cycles, uh, because this little structure produces the hormone called melatonin. And so science knows that about, about the pineal gland, but there's a lot that science hasn't covered about this little structure and that's not known about it from a spiritual perspective. The pineal gland is strategically placed to function as an antenna. <laughs> okay. So the pineal gland functions from a spiritual perspective. The pineal gland also functions as an antenna and it's through this pineal gland and its association with the third eye that people, um, have the phenomenon known as downloads. Okay. Have you, you've probably heard me say that before, <laughs> cause that's, that's what I call them too. Downloads is when you're sitting in meditation or your mind is quiet and, and it feels like an idea or a vision or an understanding just drop 
pops on your head out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. These are called downloads. And, and this is because your pineal gland is that antenna that's connecting, helping to connect to that super consciousness where you can go get higher knowledge that you can, don't really have access to in your regular, uh, human everyday consciousness. All right. And so it's the, it's the combination between the third eye all the way into the pineal gland that helps see this, this connection to super consciousness and bring in those downloads. Fun fact number three is that the third eye is responsible for some psychic abilities. <laughs> okay. And again, this is one of the reasons why sometimes this third eye is hyped up in spirituality circles is because of a lot, a lot of psychic abilities are associated with this third eye. All right. So I'm going to give you some of them. Um, it's this third eye that's responsible for telepathy, for astral projection, uh, lucid dreaming is also coming from this third eye, um, shamanic journeying. So sh when shamans do what's called shamanic journeying, where they go into different states of consciousness and they're going through these different states of consciousness and they are seeing with this third eye, they're seeing beyond normal everyday consciousness. They're going into altered states of consciousness. The third eye is extremely important in this journeying, what shamans call journeying. Okay. And why? Because the third eye can see beyond regular human states of consciousness. All right. So shamans use the third eye a lot when they're doing journeying, um, uh, journeying practices. Okay. So, uh, clairvoyance is also, um, here in this third eye. Okay. So these are some of the, some of the psychic abilities that the third eye, the, the downloads, right. That I just talked about those downloads, being able to just receive an idea or a vision, just feeling like it's just dropped on your head. Again, this is the third eye is responsible for this. Okay. So these are some of the psychic abilities that the third eye, uh, is can do. And this is one of the reasons also why, and you'll see in a little bit, this is also one of the reasons why this, this, uh, this chakra can be overhyped a little bit, but also one of the reasons why it can be imbalanced sometimes. And what happens, you know, when it is imbalanced, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But here we have a few of the psychic abilities that this powerful third eye is responsible for. Fun fact number four is, uh, the third eye veils. Okay. So this one is a little less understood. Um, but, uh, but it's a really important part feature of this third eye. So because your third eye is so incredibly powerful and because it can tap into altered states of consciousness beyond the human everyday state of consciousness, there are veils or covers that are put over your third eye by your own soul before you're born. <laughs> okay. These veils, it, there's different numbers of them. There's never, you know, it's impossible to say how many layers or how many veils have been put on, on your third eye, because we're all different and our souls choose different missions and they choose different amount of covering on this third eye. But it's very common for regular people. Uh, and I'm going to talk about why I'm saying regular people, but it's, it's very, this is a very important feature of this third eye is that your soul will put covers or veils over it before you're born. Now, why would the soul do this? <laughs> 
The soul is doing this because it wants you to ground in this reality, in this earth reality. And if you're, you were born with no covers over your third eye, you would be able to see everything and it would be difficult for you to ground and to begin to live life as a human being if you were exposed to that amount of information so early on in your life. It would be kind of unsustainable um, for your mental body, especially, all right. And for your psyche, especially. Okay. And so what the soul does is it puts covers over this third eye as you are maturing, as you're growing up, as you're maturing, the soul will start removing layers as you, especially when you awaken. All right. When you go through a spiritual awakening and you start to do spiritual practices, meditation, you start to really dedicate yourself to looking inward, healing what you need to heal and starting to see life from a different perspective. That's a big trigger for the soul to start removing these covers on your third eye. Each cover or veil that your soul removes, you start to see more clearly. <laughs> and when I mean, see, I'm not talking about your physical eyes. You start to see more clearly the nature of reality that you had no access to before because you had all these veils over it. All right. And so the soul is constantly monitoring whether you're ready or not to have these veils removed each veil that's removed. You begin to see everything. You begin to peer into the nature of consciousness, to the nature of the universe in ways that you weren't, you weren't ready before. Now I want to leave a little side note here. Ding, ding. <laughs> I want to leave a little side note here, um, to reinforce that the reason that I used regular people a little bit earlier when I was talking about this is because not all people are born with veils or covers over their third eye. Okay. So there are people who are born already illuminated or enlightened, uh, some great masters, some great gurus. Um, when you are born enlightened or when you are born illuminated, when you're born as an ascended master already, your soul doesn't need to put any veils on your third eye because you already know how to do this whole human thing, but remain connected to spirit. So you won't destabilize by having, by seeing everything early on. And we actually hear stories of, of some enlightened spiritual masters around the world who already as children, they were already enlightened really early in their lives. And that's because they had, they had no coverings over this third eye. So they were able to peer into the nature of reality and communicate that nature, bridge that nature into human form when they were tiny little toddlers, <laughs> some of them. Okay. So I wanted to leave this side note here. Not all of us are born with coverings over our third eye, but for regular people like you and and I, everybody watching this, these videos connecting with me on, on this, I'm going to call us regular folk <laughs> and regular people are born generally with these veils over their third eye. And it's an important part in their, in their evolution and their development as a human being down here. Fun fact number five, <laughs> and this one may upset some people, but it's that it's kind of a continuation of fun fact number four. And that is that you can't open your third eye at will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now this again may ruffle some feathers, but 
this is how I view the third eye and you know, the information that I've received on the third eye and that I've learned about the third eye, it cannot be opened at will. Sometimes we want to open chakras and we want to do whatever the heck we think we want to do. And, and we're doing that through the free will of the lower self, through the free will of the mind, through the free will of the human part of us. But we don't realize that's kind of an egocentric way of seeing the world. We're not just the human part of us. Free will is an important part of our, of our experience as being human, but it's not the only part. And there are parts of us, parts of the quantum self that are also extremely powerful that can override free will for sure. And one of those parts is your soul. Okay. And, and your, your, um, your chakra system, your energy system, it's an extremely intelligent and powerful system. It works hand in hand with your free will. So don't get me wrong. Your free will and your conscious awareness is extremely important. That's why the third eye can be imbalanced sometimes is precisely because your free will is powerful, but your free will can only take you so far because for example, if your soul decides that it doesn't want to take those coverings off those veils off of your third eye, your free will can want until you're blue in the face. It can want to open that third eye instantly, but it's not going to happen if your soul isn't on board with it and doesn't start removing those coverings. Okay. So this is an important fun fact. Yes. Your human free will is powerful and can influence the third eye. No question whatsoever, but your free will alone is not enough to open this third eye, especially if your soul deems that you are not ready for the third eye being open. Your soul is more powerful and your soul will command this energy system. It holds on to a higher will that's above the human will. That's also your will. <laughs> let me, let me leave that ding, ding pro tip here in case people, cause sometimes when I say that free will isn't everything, people start to get ruffled. <laughs> okay. So, so let me, um, let me leave this side note here, this pro tip here. When I say that your free will isn't everything, that there is will above that, I'm not saying that you're just a little puppet down here being controlled by something. Okay. What I'm saying is that you have various levels of wills. Okay. Your human free will is not your only will. Your soul has will also, and that will is also yours because it's your soul. <laughs> okay. So when I'm saying higher will, I'm saying the will of your soul, which is yours also. So you're not being controlled by anything. It's just, there are certain parts of you that are more powerful than others. Okay. So I wanted to leave this side note here that, that, you know, this, this free will is important, but it's not enough to open the third eye by itself, especially if your soul deems that you are not ready for that. I talked about this same concept of how the will of the human, sometimes the human part of you sometimes isn't enough. Uh, and there's a higher will. Your soul sometimes is more powerful and it will step in. I talked about this when I shot my Kundalini videos, I'm going to leave links to those Kundalini awakening videos in the description box below. If you want to watch it after, after this video and in that Kundalini awakening series, I talked about how your free will isn't enough to wake up your Kundalini. And so this is why a lot of people spend years and years and years working with a guru and doing Kundalini yoga until they're blue in the face and they don't 
have a Kundalini awakening. Whereas there's other people like myself who had spontaneous Kundalini awakenings without even knowing what the heck Kundalini was when I, when I had a, a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. And so I just used this as an example of how the free will of the human is rarely enough to cause these changes in your spiritual self, unless your soul is on board. Okay. So if you want to watch those Kundalini videos, I'll leave links in the description box below. You can watch after this one. And I hope that this fun fact that I added here that you can't really open your third eye at will. I hope that this helps, um, you know, kind of remove the fear, the deep fear sometimes, because there's a lot of information out there about the third eye that's fear-based. All right. I did research when I was shooting this video and I, I went on Google and I just wanted to see some of the articles that were going on on Google, what's being talked about in the third eye. And it was really interesting that there were a lot of articles that were fear-based, basically saying that, you know, don't open your third eye, be very careful or bad things can happen. Okay. The dangers of opening the third eye and it goes excessively into fear-based information. And I hope that this fun fact here can, can help you understand that if you're not ready for that third eye to be fully open, it won't be. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about this later on in the video. Your free will is important and can cause imbalances in that third eye for sure but you don't have to go all the way into this fear-based consciousness that there is around the third eye. Okay. So hopefully this fun fact helped calm any fears if you do have any. Now onto fun fact number six, and this one may seem like it's contradicting fun fact number five, because I just said that in, in reality, your third eye can't be opened, uh, through your will alone. Okay. This, this fun fact here, the sixth one, is important and it may seem contradictory, but it's not because I also did say that your mental intention and your free will are powerful and they can influence your third eye for sure. So fun fact number six, your third eye can destabilize. <laughs> All right. It can destabilize. And there are two main times when this happens. Okay. The first time when this happens or the first way in which the destabilization of the third eye can happen is spontaneously. All right. This is when most common, when we're going through spiritual awakening, when we're in the initial phases of the spiritual awakening, usually what happens, especially if you have a very accelerated, uh, spiritual awakening, um, a lot of times that these, these powerful spiritual awakenings happen through pain, uh, through a really painful experience in our outside environment and boom, we wake up. And what happens is it's almost like there's a nuclear explosion that goes off inside of you and it just goes boom all of your chakras pop open, everything opens up and you just suddenly see that you're awake. Hey, I'm awake. <laughs> All right. So in this phase, when this happens, a lot of times your third eye can pop open and a lot of covers can come off. A lot of veils can come off of that third eye spontaneously right away, just from this initial phases of the spiritual awakening. All right. This is very common. It happened to me a little bit. Uh, fortunately I've always been connected to nature. And so I intuitively knew that I was a little bit up in up here in the clouds and I started to focus my energy down and I grounded a bit. All right. But it's common. This type of destabilization is common. Uh, pretty much all of us go through it. 
um, and, and it's temporary, all right? Because then what happens is the energy will then start to balance itself out, especially if you're following grounding practices, if you're following spiritual practices that are gonna help ground the energy, this, the destabilization is gonna quiet down and you're gonna start to, to, to really ground and balance, okay? But this is one way, uh, this, this type of destabilization is pretty temporary usually because the person knows how to, how to start grounding that energy or they find videos on how to do it. There's, there's a lot of help out there. And so people are learning to get to, to go through this destabilization pretty quickly. All right. If you want to go deeper into the phases of the spiritual awakening, so you can understand where and what phase is more common for this third eye to destabilize, I shot a video, it's probably my most popular video on YouTube on the six stages of spiritual awakening. I'm going to leave a link to that in the description box below. If you want to go into the stages of spiritual awakening and connect them with the possibility of destabilization, when and at what phase the, the third eye can be destabilized during your spiritual awakening you can watch that video after this one. The second way in which your third eye can destabilize is deliberately. <laughs> okay, so this is when you are using your free will and you found some video on YouTube from some pseudo guru who says that, you know, you can open your third eye spontaneously by doing this and you started doing that and you're focusing heavily on that third eye, third eye, third eye, I wanna open my third eye, I wanna develop these powers, I wanna become more powerful, I wanna do all this. And so you're deliberately focusing your mental attention and your free will on that. Now remember, can you open it completely just by your free will? No, but you can certainly funnel enough attention into this third eye by use of your free will that you can destabilize it. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay, so th that's the deliberate part. And usually what happens is when I'm doing this, especially, especially, ding, ding, pro tip, this type of destabilization happens especially when I focus on the third eye without having done any spiritual work in the lower chakras. This is common because everybody wants to be up here. Nobody wants to work on the lower chakras. The lower chakras are poo-pooed upon a lot in spiritual circles. And so what ends up happening is when we awaken and we start to see these videos on how to open the third eye and what it does and you become all powerful, you become psychic and you see all this, all these things, we focus our energy up here without having done the grounding work in the lower chakras and that can lead to a, a higher probability that you'll destabilize this chakra. Now, what happens when you have a destabilized third eye? A destabilized third eye can lead to anything from what's called God syndrome. So that's when the person starts to say, Hey, I'm the second coming of Jesus Christ. I'm Mary Magdalene or Moses or God knows who reincarnated. <laughs> so this is what's known as the God syndrome. This is when people start to believe that they are some kind of second coming of an ascended master. All right. So there, there's an extreme egocentrism in this. Okay. There's an extreme egocentrism and that's a, that's a feature of a, of a destabilized third eye is when you become extremely egocentric, you think you're God or the second coming of Jesus or some other, some other spiritual master. Uh, you start to really dwell on your importance. Look at how important I am. I have all these psychic gifts. I have all these psychic abilities. Look at me, look at me. Okay. This, this is very, very telling of third eye destabilization. 
In extreme cases, this is extreme, very extreme. This is rare, but I want to talk about it anyways. In extreme cases, when you focus so heavily on your third eye, especially if you have not done work in the lower chakras, when you stubbornly focus and focus and focus, the destabilization can go all the way from just light destabilization, all the way to hallucinations and psychosis. You can actually induce a psychosis in yourself. If you're focusing on this third eye so much, especially without work in the lower chakra. So, so that's how extreme the destabilization of the third eye can cause. When my third eye is extremely unstable, I can go into hallucinations and psychosis even. Okay. So I wanted to leave this here. I don't want to frighten you because this is rare, especially if you're watching my videos, this isn't going to happen to you because you've already been doing the grounding work that I talk about in so many of my videos, but this can happen to a percentage of people who aren't grounded, who, who don't want to do the grounding work, who just want to be up in their superpowers. This, this can happen. They can go into temporary bouts of psychosis and hallucination, but they eventually uh, come back. And I'm not talking about the psychosis or the hallucination that has to do with with cases of schizophrenia or anything like that. I'm talking about psychosis and hallucination that has to do with spiritual processes. The seventh fun fact about the third eye is its seed sound. Okay. So the, according to Vedic tradition, the, the seven chakras each have, well, six of them, actually six of the seven chakras have a root sound or what's known as a bija. Um, it's a root sound, a sound that belongs to that chakra. Only the seventh chakra is silence. There's no sound up here in the seventh chakra, but from one through six, there's a bija or a root sound that you can work with. That's what's cool about this is you can use what's known as bija mantras. And what you do is you can sit in meditation and you focus on humming or singing that sound. And just by doing that, you're focusing on that specific chakra. Okay. And so the root sound or the bija for the sixth chakra for the third eye is the sound. Om. <laughs> okay. So Om is the sound of the third eye. And it's a really cool because I'm all, all in the next section of the video, I'm going to talk about tips on how to open this third eye. And you can see, you can actually work with these Bija mantras as a way to, th to open the third eye. So the seed sound of this sixth chakra is the sound Om. Now onto part three, how to open your third eye. <laughs> okay. So now I'm going to give you my top four tips on how to open this third eye in a balanced and grounded way. Or actually I should have said this a different way, how to help open your third eye, right? Because in, in all honesty, you can't completely open your third eye just by using these practices. If your soul doesn't want you to. Okay. We already talked about that. All right. So these practices are going to, to help you open that third eye. If your soul deems that you're ready for it and your energy system cooperates. Okay. So the four top tips that I use the first one, I'm putting it here as the first one because it's the most important. And that is to work on the lower chakras first ding, ding work on the lower chakras first. I talked about in that destabilization, what happens, it's easier to destabilize that third, that third eye. If my lower chakras are not worked on, if they're not grounded, if they're not healed, if they're not balanced. Okay. So this is, this is what I do with my clients. Actually, when it's time to work on the third eye, we're not actually working on the third eye. Cause a lot of the work that ha that goes into opening the third eye isn't even directly related to the third eye. 
So we work a lot on lower chakras, especially that first one, starting with the root, grounding that chakra, healing that chakra, and then working our way up the system. As soon as those lower chakras, especially the lower three, uh, maybe even the lower one, the, the root, maybe just working on the root. You can start on that first chakra. As soon as that first chakra is stabilized, it, it's already influencing your, all the chakras above it and your third eye included. Okay. But working on that, those three lower chakras, especially, um, as soon as you work on those lower chakras, then you'll notice that the third eye will start to open by itself. Ding, ding. <laughs> you see this, this is what seems like it's totally weird because we think that we can only do things by conscious will. And that's the only way that we get things done is by conscious will, but it's not always true, especially when it comes to spiritual uh, evolution and things going on with us in the non-physical sense. What's true here is that when I do focus on those lower chakras, as soon as the system starts grounding, my third eye is more stabilized and it starts to open all by itself without even, even me focusing on it. Okay. So here's the first tip, focus on the lower chakras first. But now I want to go a little bit deeper on exactly which chakras in my opinion are the most important in balancing the third eye. All right. I talked a little bit about that first one, the low, low, low. <laughs> okay. So that first one, that's one of the main chakras start there. First chakra healing, first chakra grounding. Um, if, if you want to learn how to heal and ground this first chakra, I talked about it in a recent video that I did on the inner child. I'll leave links to that in the description box below. The video is about the inner child, but it focuses a lot on the first chakra because that's where the inner child lives. Okay. So if you want to go deeper on the first chakra, how to heal it and how to ground it, watch that video. I'll leave links in the description box below for you to watch after this one. The second chakra to focus on when, uh, to stabilize this, this third eye, to ground this third eye more is the third chakra, the solar plexus. Okay. The reason I like to focus on this one also, and I think it's extremely important for the balancing of the third eye is because your solar plexus is your center of personal power and will. It's also where your sense of self is originated first. Okay. So by the time your ego develops, it de starts to develop with an understanding of energy from this third chakra. Okay. So this third chakra and your ego are connected. They go hand in hand. And so the more balanced you are in your sense of self, the more grounded you are in your sense of self, it's going to be harder for the third eye to destabilize. Okay. So, so what I talked about a little while ago, the God syndrome, how that's a sign of destabilization. When I start to think that I'm the second coming of Jesus. Okay. The only way that that can happen, the only way for that third eye to go into that type of hallucination is because my third chakra, my solar plexus is weak. <laughs> okay. My solar plexus is weak because I have, if I have a strong sense of identity of who I am, I would never fall into the trap of thinking I'm the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> okay. Or some, I keep saying second coming of Jesus, but it could be any other spiritual master where people start to say that, oh yeah, I'm that master incarnated. I'm this person incarnated. Okay. It can only happen when my third, uh, when my third chakra, my solar plexus is weak. Okay. So this third chakra developing a strong sense of personal power and will and a sense of identity, a healthy grounded sense of identity is an important way to keep that third eye in balance also. 
And the third chakra that I think is super important to work with before you get to the third eye is the heart chakra. <laughs> okay. The heart chakra is the beautiful, beautiful portal of unity consciousness, the beautiful portal of connection, the beautiful portal of love and compassion. All right. Uh, it's also what I consider the seat of the soul. So this, this chakra, this heart chakra, when it is balanced, when it's grounded, when it's developed, what ends up happening is then the third eye, the gifts of the third eye open up in a more grounded way, never destabilizing. Okay. Why? Because this, this heart chakra keeps that third eye in the universal love in uni unity consciousness. And if I'm in unity consciousness, it's going to be hard for me to think I'm superior to others, which is a feature of a destabilized third eye is when I start to think I'm the second coming of Jesus. And therefore I'm superior to you mere mortals over there. Cause I know so much and I'm so spiritually enlightened. Okay. The only reason I can have these beliefs is if my heart chakra is not open and balanced, because if it were, I would understand that even if I were the second coming of Jesus an ascended master would never consider themselves superior to another human being. And the fact that you're considering yourself superior to another human being when you're, when that third eye is destabilized, it means already that this heart chakra isn't at play and it's not well developed. Okay. So, so these are the three chakras, the first one, the third one, and the fourth one, the heart chakra. These are to me, the most important lower chakras in the, that help stabilize that third eye. If you want further help on how to work with the lower chakras that I just mentioned here, I did, I've done a bunch of guided meditations or activations. I'm going to leave a link in the description box below to my meditations page. You can go there and you can literally download these various meditations. I have a heart meditation. I have a first chakra meditation. I have a meditation for the third chakra also. And so you can download those activations and you can work with those as a way to kind of start doing this grounding work before you get up into the third eye. The second tip is laser mental focus. <laughs> okay. So this is where the attention of the lower self is extremely important and beneficial when working the third eye. Okay. The third eye responds very well, probably more than any other chakra. In my opinion, the third eye responds best to laser mental attention better than the other chakras. Okay. It's extremely sensitive to mental attention. So when you focus on the third eye, when you focus deliberately on the third eye, you can start to move a lot of energy in this energy center. Okay. So, but see the reason that I'm putting this tip here as number two is because by by the time you get to this tip, you've already followed tip number one. So please do these in order. Okay. Ding, ding side note, <laughs> pro tip, please do these tips in order, especially starting with the first one first. You already know why we need those lower chakras grounded before you start playing around with the third eye. Okay. But when you do, and you get to the second tip and you're ready to do this, the third eye responds really well to laser mental focus. And one of the ways that I love doing this is through an ancient Taoist alchemy meditation called the celestial gates. Okay. 
And what this meditation is, is it's called the celestial gates, the celestial gates, according to Taoist tradition and Taoist alchemy, the celestial gates is this little portal of energy that's, that's located directly behind the third eye. So um, I'll, I'll turn my head sideways. So your third eye goes here, but it also pierces in the celestial gate goes deep into your brain. Okay. It goes deep into your brain behind the bridge of your nose. Okay. So just think of the bridge of your nose and then you're going to look back. Okay. I know this, this can seem weird to visualize, but when your eyes are closed, what you're going to do is you're going to close your eyes and you're going to start focusing your mental attention on the, the area of your brain about, let's say an inch into your forehead right into your forehead. And you're just going to start going deeper and deeper into your brain. And you will come upon what's known as the celestial gate. The celestial gate is a little, you know, maybe one inch by one inch little gate that, that illuminates. It's a light portal. Okay. Uh, some of us, if your visualization skills are, are pretty developed, some people can actually sit, close their eyes and immediately see the celestial gate. Okay. For some of us, it may t take a little bit of practice. So you just sit in meditation, close your eyes, focus your attention here on the third eye initially on the surface, on the third eye. If you can't quite go in deep yet, focus first on the third eye area here, the skin area, and then focus there for a little while with your mental attention and then slowly draw your mental attention through your forehead, through your skull into the brain. Okay. And right there, you're going to find the celestial gate. When you find that celestial gate, that little gate of light, focus your mental attention on that gate, <laughs> focus it on that little light portal and keep it there as long as you can. If your mind wanders and you start having random thoughts, bring your mental attention back to that area. If the mind wanders again, bring it back again. And you just keep doing this. The, the, the more you can hold sustained mental attention in that area, the more energy you're drawing and the more energy you draw to that area, the more that third eye starts opening up. Tip number three is quieting the mind. <laughs> I know I say this a lot, um, but quieting the mind is especially important when developing the third eye because your third eye is so heavily connected to your brain and your mind. All right. So this third eye is very sensitive to what's known as the monkey mind. <laughs> okay. It's very sensitive to it. Now think about it. If you're sitting there trying to do your celestial gate meditation that I just, that I just showed you how to do, but your monkey mind is going a million hours, a million miles an hour saying, Oh, I need to do this. I need to have this on my to-do list. I should have said that to that person. Oh, what's going to happen tomorrow? Oh, I'm still thinking about my past. <laughs> and so you see, if your monkey mind is going a million miles an hour, it'll be really hard for you to sit there and hold sustained mental attention attention on that celestial gate. The more quiet your mind is, the more easily you can develop this third eye. And when I talk about the monkey mind, what I really mean is a part of the brain or, a, um, it's not an area of the brain, but it's a system in the brain known as the default mode network. All right. This is how it's known in, in science. And this is basically that little voice, that little voice, that humming that's constantly going on in the brain. It's called the default mode network. When you quiet the mind through practices like meditation, for example, as you quiet the mind, you're actually resetting your default mode. You're resetting it to be quieter. So your monkey mind starts to quiet down, quiet down, quiet down, and there's more silence, more silence. 
The more that there's silence in the mind, the more easily you can develop this third eye, uh, even not just with the celestial gate, but, but really just focusing on it, the more the monkey mind quiets down. And if you reset that default mode network for it to be quiet, then it'll be a lot easier for you to develop the third eye. The fourth tip is to use bija mantras. So I already talked about the, the seed sound for the, the sixth chakra is Om. And so you can use bija mantras as a beautiful, beautiful way to develop this third eye. And the way you do that, you can just have, um, you can actually look up tracks. There are plenty of tracks on YouTube where you can look up the third eye uh, mantra or the Om mantra. You can look it up on YouTube and you just literally put the music on and it's literally a sustain, a person singing Om, Om, Om over and over again. And you can just sit in meditation, listen to that and listen to that meditation. You can follow the humming, follow the singing, sing with the person with the guided meditation, sing with them. Om. And as you're repeating these, this mantra over and over and over again, have your mental focus, mental awareness on that third eye. So you hold your mental awareness there as you're repeating Om. And you can do a meditation like this, a track like this, uh, from YouTube. All right. So this is another great way to develop that, uh, that third eye in a balanced way. Now to part four of the video, some signs and symptoms that your third eye is opening. Okay. So now that you, once you start following the tips that I just helped you with, once you start developing that third eye, it's going to start to open. Hopefully it's going to start to open. And if it starts to open, you may feel some symptoms. So I wanted to leave some of the common symptoms. There are three most common that I've found in, in myself and in working with hundreds of clients. So I'm going to leave these, these three uh, signs here, mostly so that if you do feel any of these signs, you don't start to freak out. <laughs> okay. Because they're actually symptoms of you doing the work so that you don't have to freak out about it. Okay. So I wanted to leave these three um, common signs that your third eye is opening. The first one and most common is physical pain or pressure. Oh my gosh, did I suffer from this one? Okay. When my third eye was opening, I, I've never had sinus problems in my life, but I really empathized with people who had sinus problems because when my third eye started to open, I began to have pressure headaches here in my forehead. I, I had, pr I had pressure pain in my inside of my eyeball sockets. I had pressure pain in my sinus area, in my nose. I, it, it almost, there were days where I literally felt like just taking a freaking screwdriver into my sinuses right here around the cheek area, right here, close to the eyes and to the nose this sinus area here of uh, so much pressure. There were days when I just felt like gouging my eyes off because there was so much pressure in the back of the eyeballs here in the forehead, all the way to my ears. Okay. The third eye governs all of this area here from eye forehead, this part of the face here and your ears too. So I would feel ringing pressure in my ears and it was so painful. I would tap sometimes the area of the ear here and the headaches would go all the way from my ear into my, into this, um, into this temple area, all the way into my forehead. Okay. So this basically this whole part of my face, this whole part of my face right here, I would have really bad pressure headaches and pressure pain. 
Um, what I responded really well to this was I would tap. I tapped a lot. Tapping and pressure points. I would literally just put pressure in these areas and it would alleviate the pain, okay? So if you're feeling congestion, nasal congestion also, if you're feeling this type of pressure pain around this area, this is the most common sign that your third eye is opening. Sign number two is increased vision. <laughs> and when I say vision, I'm not saying of your eyes. Uh, increased vision, meaning uh, you start to receive a lot more downloads. You start to have more access to that super consciousness that we talked about. You can be sitting in meditation and suddenly you know something out of the clear blue sky, it just drops out of the sky into your head. Okay. The, this, this vision, this, this understanding, these downloads, this is a really common sign that your third eye is opening. And it's very exciting when this happens, especially when you're doing it in a grounded way, because this is actual vision and it's not a hallucination. You see when your third eye is open naturally, you don't hallucinate. You don't go into psychosis when it's happening in a grounded way. That vision is actually quite accurate. <laughs> okay. So it's not a hallucination. Even though if you went, you know, if you went to a psychiatrist, they would probably tell you you were hallucinating because science doesn't know how to explain these phenomenon yet, but you're not hallucinating when this third eye opens in a grounded way. The third one that's very common and also happened to me is light sensitivity. <laughs> so light sensitivity, meaning your physical eyes actually get extremely sensitive to light. I remember I'd, you know, I'd sometimes have to go down, down the street and I would be just, just twinging my eyes because I was extremely sensitive to light, uh, especially sunlight, but also street lights. I, my eyes were very sensitive to light temporarily. Okay. So this is another very common sign that your third eye is open. These are temporary. This is temporary. This, this sign. Um, so this is temporary, but it could be a sign that that third eye is opening. No need to freak out. All right, beautiful soul. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if you have any of these signs or if you think your third eye is opening, let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website to download my popular guided meditations. And don't forget these videos that I mentioned in this one. These are great videos to continue your viewing. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.